Chapter 13 of the Social Settlement Movement in Chicago by Josephine Hunt Raymond. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 13 The Kirkland Settlement. The history of the Kirkland Settlement, if a few brief months can be dignified with the name of history, is full of pathetic interest, for it bears the shadow of an unfulfilled hope, and of a life baffled in its noblest purpose. Life stories like those of Elizabeth Kirkland and Helen Heath impress one with the futility of hoping to finish grandly what one begins, but thrill the heart, nevertheless, with the consciousness that no man liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself, and that the world is better for a noble purpose, but half fulfilled. Miss Elizabeth Kirkland, for many years prominent in Chicago's educational circles as principal of the Kirkland School, a private seminary for girls, determined to devote the remaining years of her life to work among the poorer classes of Chicago. Feeling that great possibilities for good lie in the social settlement, she planned a settlement of her own in which certain pet educational projects should be carried out. Renting an old family mansion, bearing all over it the marks of faded gentility, she took up her life on Indiana Street among the poorer classes. The community is not the lowest stratum, but is made up of ignorant and unfortunate, such as need social recreation and much instruction of every kind. But sudden and alarming illness warned Miss Kirkland that her new work must be laid down just as she had taken it up, and she requested her sister, Miss Cordelia Kirkland, who had been for many years a resident of California, but who was with her sister in her last illness, to carry on the work at least until the time for which the house had been taken, two years, expired. Miss Kirkland's death, July thirtieth, 1896, took from the Kirkland settlement its creative power. The work still goes on, although only a few months of the two years' lease remain. Whether or not interested friends will continue the work planned by Miss Kirkland, in the hope that her coming into the neighborhood might quicken into being some germs of the higher life, is not definitely known. There is no doubt that one very important branch of the settlement will prosper, for its beginning and growth have been remarkably propitious. Leaving out of consideration the kindergarten, the day nursery, the sewing and cooking classes, etc., the most interesting feature of the Kirkland settlement is the Lake Villa Juvenile Municipality, the famous Bradley Club of Chicago. This club, organized by Mr. E. L. Bradley, now a resident of Kirkland Settlement, is working out in a very simple way the vexed problem how to obtain pure municipal politics. Two hundred and fifty boys, the voters of the future, are almost unconsciously being educated in all that pertains to good citizenship and to a thorough knowledge of municipal affairs. Mr. Bradley, who is a graduate of Princeton University, is endowed with a strong sympathy for boys combined with great resources for holding them to a purpose. He has rented an old store of two flats at 219 Indiana Street, where as a means to an end he has evening classes in pressed ironwork, whittling, electricity, and rough carpentry. A gymnasium furnishes an outlet for two exuberant spirits and develops neglected strength. The club forms a municipality, the members holding their elections and electing to office, mayor, aldermen, and all the other city officials. No magnate holding office of any sort in the city government of Chicago 
is omitted from the miniature municipality of the Bradley Club, civil service examinations must be taken, and whatever preliminaries are necessary for holding office come to be familiar facts to these incipient citizens. Indirectly, some ideas other than facts relating to office holding are communicated to the boys. The significance of a public trust, the necessity of filling an office trustworthily, the ignominy attached to lack of fidelity to one's duty, all these are inculcated line by line. Once a month a trial is held. Judge, jury, attorneys, all are in their places. During the month there is great vigilance, boys watching warily, not themselves but others, lest a tempting offense escape their notice which would furnish excellent material for a trial. At a recent meeting of the club, a boy was tried for an offense but acquitted. There was great excitement. Almost the entire club accused the jury, judge, and attorneys of having accepted bribes. There was much discussion of a very high-sounding sort, talk of a new trial and other measures. An outsider, thinking the youth must have committed some very heinous misdeed, insisted on knowing what he had done to cause such excitement. The reply was, he coughed with intent to disturb. The good results of training, which may in many respects seem to approach the farcical, can hardly be estimated. What a city government is, what it stands for, its various departments, the duties of the heads of departments, etc., all these facts will be thoroughly understood, a generation hence, by the lads who are now Mr. Bradley's charges. Through the generosity of friends, Allendale Farm, located at Cedar Lake, Lake Villa, Illinois, has been purchased for the club. Here those are the members who are entitled to the privilege, either by their exemplary conduct or by their homelessness, spend long glorious summers planting and tending crops, milking cows, fishing and swimming, and doing everything which can be done on a farm, by boys who have been accustomed only to dingy city surroundings. One boy who has never seen Allendale Farm, but who hopes to do so during the coming summer, in conjecturing what the place would be like, remarked confidentially that he hoped it would be like a lake, adding with a flash in his eyes, there's swimming in lakes. Surely anyone who can open to homeless and perhaps worse than homeless boys the vista of delights furnished by Allendale Farm is worthy to become one of the immortals. He who makes possible to a child a happy childhood free from polluting influences has helped the world on by a great step. Mrs. Browning's cry of the children wrought its perfect work. The most stupid of us know that the world of the future must be good or evil just as the condition of children of today dictates. So to have a merry world years hence, these sad children of today must be given their birthright of happiness. The vicious must be made to love the morally lovely, and the ignorant must be educated. The world is moving around to the children, and the Bradley Club is one indication of this fact. The Kirkland settlement may be but temporary, yet in two years what may not have been wrought? In a day or even an hour whole life purposes are altered. Though the instruction may come to an end here in the shabby settlement house, the humanity which underlies the spoken words may have wrought miracles which only the future will reveal. End of chapter 13